0: Hello, and welcome back to the 10th episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. Wow, I cannot believe that we have released 10 episodes already. It's crazy. I sincerely hope you are enjoying it. Last week, I released my story and why I started this podcast. I'm not going to lie. That was a huge step for me. So if you didn't get a chance to listen, I would love if you could just take a few minutes and check it out. As for today, it is finally the day you get to hear the full interview with Chantel Turner. And I promise you... It was worth the wait. Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result, I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. All right, I am so excited to welcome back Chantelle Turner. For those of you that are just joining us, she was one of our amazing launch partners who revealed her secret to stability in our very first episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen, pause this, go back, and listen to episode number one. It is definitely worth your time. This woman is amazing. She is the founder of not one, but two companies, Stronger Mommy and Not Yet Notable, all while raising her special needs daughter. I can't wait to learn how she does it. Hello, Chantal. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. Now, in the last episode, you talked about separating your family from your work as a way to keep your stability. Now, how did you get started with this process? Is this just something you did right away? Or is this something that you've developed over a course of time?
1: So I actually started out in corporate America. I was a, uh, like I I ran sales for an audiovisual department inside a hotel for a number of years. And prior to that, I actually helped run a theater and I've done a lot of that, but I've always, I've always had this like desire to work at work and to not work when I was home. And it's interesting, actually, nobody's really talked about this, but when I was in corporate America, because being in sales is kind of. Like, they expect that you work 24-7, even when you're technically, like, you're salaried. So even though you're not at work, they kind of expect that you're still working. And a lot of the other hotels, um, a lot of my counterparts at these other locations would come in on the weekends. They would stay late at night. Not to say that I never came in on a weekend or that I never stayed at night for that one rare client that I needed to be there for. But for the most part, I was very much like my job is seven to four. And when I'm off work, I might check an email. I might respond if somebody calls me on the phone with an emergency. But for the most part, I'm off work. And I think when I transitioned out of the corporate life into, you know, working for myself, I had already built such a strong divide between work time and personal time that I didn't have that issue that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have, which is work time is all the time. I was in corporate America and my husband and I decided that we wanted to have our, uh, you know, start a family. And so we actually got pregnant on purpose (laughs) and very fortunate, got pregnant right away. And during my daughter's birth, she actually had a stroke. And we, we didn't even know babies could have strokes. And we spent three days just understanding what had happened and why she had had these complications during her birth, 11 days in the NICU. And then during that time, they had told us that they were applying for services and they were going to help us with things. And I mean, we were first time parents, nonetheless, having to deal with all the special needs stuff and all of that. We didn't really pay that much attention to what they said they were doing. We were just trying to survive as parents. And about six months down the road, we started to get all of these medical bills. And even though I had very good insurance, um, my husband had a good job, I had a good job, we could not cover the financial impact that was happening to our family because of what was not covered by insurance. And what I realized at the time was that whatever they said they had applied for, they never did it. And so they don't backdate. I had to quickly figure out what was even available to us within our state for our family. Um, and I quickly started to figure all that out, get my daughter into every service that I could to help her have the, the best possible future. Um, and I wanted to connect with other special needs parents because I didn't have any friends or family that have a child with special needs. We were kind of an island. And so I reached out online, started joining these other communities, Facebook groups for special needs parents. And what I realized was that everyone in these groups, these moms were tearing each other apart. It should be a place of of safety, of support. And instead, people were vicious to each other. And I found myself being the person, the, the voice of reason, the person that had the answers to these questions that a lot of parents were asking. And I thought, gosh, my daughter's six months old or a year old. Why am I the person with the most knowledge, right? I have one kid. And so um, that's when it really started to dawn on me that perhaps I had knowledge that these other parents needed. And so I founded my own brand called Stronger Mommy with the the mission of helping parents who have kids with special needs get the resources services support and most importantly the community that they needed and so I started up my own Facebook group and said you know what I'm gonna set some boundaries we're not gonna be rude to each other we're gonna act like real adults here and have real conversations and be supportive and it has become this incredible community that grew very quickly to over 3,000 members of just special needs parents who are there to support and care for each other and now two years later it's still one of the most engaged groups on Facebook and it's full of these incredible people that are are just there to support each other.
0: Wow. That sounds amazing, especially for, I mean, the situation that you had and just the outcome is, is great. You're, you're helping so many people. I love that. What would you say your biggest challenge was as you, you built up this group?
1: Definitely the hardest part was thinking that I could just give these people what they needed, charge them a reasonable amount for it for all of my time and my effort and build a business around this. And that they would, because they I knew they needed it, that they would buy it. And the truth is, I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this journey where we know exactly what our avatar, our our perfect customer needs, but what they need is not always what they want to buy. And I ran into um, a lot of struggles with that. And the problem was that I developed this entire course, which was full of incredible, valuable content and information that they desperately needed. It was all the things that I kept having to repeat over and over and teach people. And I was like, I can put it all into a course. I can make it incredibly affordable for them. And, and this will just be you know, such an amazing resource. And what happened was it wasn't what they wanted. And I had put so much time and money and effort of my own into it that I felt like I had to sell it to them. And so I spent two years kind of trying to shove it down their throats because I was like, I know you desperately need this. And I put so much work and love and energy into it. And unfortunately, the majority of the people that were inside that group, that were were inside that community that I was building, well, they're incredible people. They weren't ready for that they were still stuck in mindset challenges that I had overcome and didn't even realize was a problem for them. And so they, they weren't even open to, to getting what I had taught inside of this course, to learning all of that until they could overcome all of the mindset challenges that they were facing. And so I very quickly started to shift and focus more on that mindset. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through this where we spend so much time and effort and energy developing something that we're like, how could you not want this? This is incredible. This is an incredible price for this thing. You have to take it. And people read that when you're forcing that sale, when you're so tied to it emotionally, people read that. And so it just was very unsuccessful for me. I built an incredible community of people that I love to help. And I realized that for me at the moment, I need to just serve them with my heart and help them. Um, At the same time that all that shift was happening, I had people reaching out wanting to know how I had built such a strong community there. Not how I had monetized, not how I had built a business, but how did I build the community that I built in so little time? Because I really spend very little time on it. And so what I started doing was teaching other entrepreneurs how to build a highly engaged and active community around what they do. Um, And that has truly become the business that I love today. That's where I thrive now is helping other entrepreneurs build that highly active and engaged community of people who know, like, and trust you. And then it allows me to just kind of pour energy and effort into my Stronger Mommy community without worrying about the monetization of that. And that's been a very good balance for me as far as like building my career and all that have gone. Now I can help entrepreneurs and I can help my Stronger Mommy tribe and there's no friction there anymore.
0: That sounds perfect. I love how you transitioned, how you, you tried and you realized that it wasn't working and then you were able to transition it and still have both. I think that's uh, something entrepreneurs struggle with is once something's not working, we just want to continue to make that work no matter what. Yeah,
1: there's definitely a fine line between sticking it out and going, you know, getting over that bump. Sometimes you have to go, okay, well, it's hard right now, but it's going to get better. Um, and sometimes you have to say, you know what? I need to pull back. Can I need to shift focus a little bit? And so I went, it was actually somebody, it was shared from a couple of people. So I don't know who was the original creator of this concept, but they called it the lean in moment. And what I realized was when I would talk to other entrepreneurs about my group, about Stronger Mommy, they would physically lean in to understand more about how I had built that group, how I had built that engaged community and how they could do it for themselves. And so every time I would network or inter, you know talk to people, that was the lean in moment for me. That's what they wanted to purchase, what they wanted to learn, what they wanted the information on. In fact, I had people before I even created a course, I had people coming saying, can I buy your course? I'm like, Sure. It doesn't exist yet, but yeah, let me go build a, a sales page and um, let me get that for you. And so, you know, those people were willing and, and not just willing, but wanting to purchase what I had to offer. Whereas I was struggling to sell something into the stronger mommy community. So when I found it not yet notable, it was focused on, Hey, here's where the sales are. Here's where people want to be. Here's what they want to buy. And it was an easy shift. So I think for anybody out there that's struggling with that, and you're you're feeling like maybe you're just constantly climbing this uphill battle, do you have that lean-in moment? Or are you talking to a bunch of people that aren't actually really listening to you? I looked for that lean-in moment for people that were saying, give me this content, give me this information. They were focused, they were paying attention, and they were physically leaning in to hear more. That's where the business has built, and that's where the growth has been, because those people want that.
0: That's a great point And one that I will definitely have to use in my own life as I try to build my business. Again, this is amazing. Do you have any tips and tricks for young entrepreneurs that have families, they're trying to get momentum in their groups or just their business in general? Do you have any tips or tricks for them?
1: Yeah. So a couple of things that I found have been really important in, in growing everything that I've grown and what I work with my clients on as well now is be authentically you. There's so much fake and pretend out in the internet where people are trying to be larger than life and bigger than they are and more, you know, they're, they're showing their cars or if, if you could see me right now, you can't cause we're on a podcast, but if you could see me, my background is nothing fancy. There's a kid's play tent and my daughter's bedroom. I am not pretending with a green screen and, you know, and people just try too hard. And it's very exhausting to be the fake version of you all the time. And I'm pretty lazy. So I like to be the real version of me all the time. It's way easier. People gravitate towards that realness because it's so rare nowadays on the internet that people see it and they, they want more of what is really, truly you. And it's a lot easier to be you. So be okay with, your mistakes if you're not great on video let people know hey you know what i don't do a lot of videos because I'm, I'm kind of new at it and i'm not really good at it so hopefully you guys can stick with me and over time you'll get better that anything you do, you will get better over time and take those people on that journey with you. When I started helping parents who had kids with special needs, I had a six month old with special needs. And I was helping parents that had spent years and years and years parenting multiple children with special needs. All I did was say, hey, I have some information that might be valuable. And then anytime they they asked something that I didn't know the answer to, I was like, cool, I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to be the expert. You just have to be a little bit ahead of where they are and willing to help them that is the biggest thing that people need is somebody saying, Hey, I'm willing to help you. So that was a big shift for me was just being the real authentic raw version of myself. Show up, okay, get consistent. You don't have to show up every single day. People, a lot of people when they teach Facebook groups are like, you have to drop content every single day and you have to be there all the time. And it becomes noise when you are there. Always people will catch you later. So if I'm always live on Facebook every single day, you don't have an incentive to come to today's live. You can come tomorrow or the next day, which usually never comes. Instead, within my group, I'm live just once a week. And so that's your chance. If you want to interact with me, if you want to connect with me personally, you damn well better show up on the live on that day. That content becomes very valuable because it's only available that one day. And so people will show up. They do want to interact or they'll go back and catch it because it was only that one piece. So, you know, don't, Overdo it, I think is the biggest thing when you're just starting out, especially like it's very hard to constantly come up with stuff. So don't overdo it, put out valuable content, put it out consistently, but it doesn't have to be every day. Once a week is enough. And then the third thing that I will say that's super important is to just give things a try, even if you aren't sure how you can make it work yet. And so, um, for me, one of the biggest shifting points in business was actually a little over a year ago. So October ish or maybe June actually of 2018, Russell Brunson, who's the the head of ClickFunnels had put out a post saying, hey, we're looking for some people to join our speaker team to actually be able to go out and share ClickFunnels with a bunch of people. Um, We're looking for some people to join the speaker team. And all you have to do to apply is send in a three minute video. Now, my husband travels 80% of the year. So I'm kind of a single mom most of the time. And my daughter has special needs. The only person that's able to help us care for her when neither of us are home is my mother-in-law. She's the only one that lives in the area. Um, And she does a lot for us. So I try not to pile too much on. And I thought, gosh, I would love to be on Russell Brunson's speaker team. But I mean, I would never get chosen, right? This was my thinking. I would never get chosen. And then who would care for my kid? Like I can't travel all the time. But instead of letting those things of like, it's never going to be me. There's too many people applying. How would I get the child care? I just said, you know what? I'm going to try. And so I sent in a three minute video with 250 other people. And out of that, 50 people, including myself, were chosen to do a 90-minute webinar presentation, which I did, and then I was chosen with 20 other people. So myself, um, 19 others, actually, there's 20 of us that were picked to be on Russell's speaker team. Flew out to Boise, trained with Russell Brunson, and get to go and speak on his behalf. And all of that came simply because I was willing to say, I don't know how I'll make it work, but I'm going to try. If I hadn't have applied, you have to think there's hundreds of thousands of people in the ClickFunnels community, 250 of them applied for this. Now, it might sound cool that out of 250, myself and 20 others were chosen, but if you think of the odds, 100,000 people inside this community and only 250 even said, let me try. So take the chance, take the leap, figure out how you're going to make it work later, go for it. Because the best things happen when you're outside of your comfort zone, when you take
0: that chance, when you take that leap. Wow. I feel like you're speaking directly to me because those are definitely things that I needed to hear today. Good. I love your enthusiasm. I love your authenticity. This has been an amazing interview. I love how you talk about how efficient you are with your time when you do have time to build your business. What are uh, some tips and tricks to make that time as efficient as possible?
1: So I will say I'm as guilty as everybody else, probably even more so in the Facebook time warp, which is where you like go on. You're like, I'm just going to check my notifications real fast. And two hours later, you're asking yourself, why the heck am I still scrolling Facebook, looking at ridiculous memes that are not helping my business whatsoever. So one thing that's really helped me is an app called Commit to Three. And it helps you prioritize like the top three things you want to get done for the day. And you can schedule out several days in the future as well. A lot of times I love, if you could see right now, I have sticky notes all over the place, literally all over my desk. And I love to write things on a sticky note. And then it feels wonderful to like tear that sticky note up and throw it away and go, oh, that piece is done. But I noticed I was creating these ridiculous to-do lists and nothing was getting done because it was overwhelming. It was too much to do. And I am the queen of finding other ways to occupy my time instead of doing a task I don't want to do. So for example, recently I had to rewrite all of the copy for my homepage. I wanted to have like a nice homepage where people could come and learn about me and I needed to write the copy for that. And I didn't want to do it. <laughs> it was just too much. And so I kept finding, I was like, I think I'll re-record an entire course. I think I'll go, I'll, you know, I'll book myself with 12 sales calls. I'll, I looked for other ways to fill that time because I didn't want to do it in the end it finally got down to the wire where it had to get done. And it took me maybe 20 minutes. Commit to Three has helped me put those things on my list, whether I want to do them or not. I only have three things that I have to get done today. And I put those on. And then those are the first three things that I tackle. And so that, and then the book, The One Thing has been really helpful. So for anyone that's not read that, it's really about what's the one thing that you can, it kind of breaks it down, but what's the one thing that you can accomplish today that will make everything else either easier or not needed. And so that really helps you focus on what are those things that are going to move the needle forward if you only have a little bit of time, you know, not to say again like I end up surfing facebook or or wasting time and I'm not focused 100% during my work hours, but I really try to be consciously aware of like what I'm doing and when I'm doing it and what's important for today so that I can say hey, I accomplished my three tasks, at least that got done today.
0: I learned a ton in this interview today. I am so glad that you were able to fit some time in and we could talk like this because it has truly been amazing. I have loved your story. And honestly, everything you've said today, again, I feel like is completely applicable to my life right now. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad that you got value out of it. And hopefully your
0: listeners will as well. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, definitely. I think they will absolutely love this as much as I did. If you want to learn more about Chantel Turner, please check her out at her Facebook profile page, facebook.com slash period P period Turner. Again, she is just an amazing person. And if you have any time whatsoever, I would definitely check her out. Now that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned next week as I reveal the three mindset shifts that dramatically changed how I viewed my business and helped me go from struggling to actually making progress. I can't wait to share it with you. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there is something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, Mama. See you on the next episode.